You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. Thank you for joining me today for episode 163 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today I'll be answering some of your questions, which is part of the new format of the show. The last show every month will be a listener question show. I choose questions from my email as well as the Facebook group. So if you want me to answer a question on the show, just write to me at either one of those. My email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And to join the private Facebook group, the link for that is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. Of course, you can also private message me on Facebook as well. And don't forget about SpeakPipe, where you can leave your question over a voicemail, and I can even play that on a future show. And the link for that is speakpipe.com slash blendedfamilypodcast. Don't worry, all of the links I'm throwing at you are always in the show notes in case you can't write them down right now. Also, be sure to let me know with your question if you are opposed to me reading it on a future show, as well as if you need me to change any of the details for anonymity. If you don't write that, I'm going to assume it's okay to share publicly, okay? So before I get to your questions, a couple of things I wanted to talk about today. First, I wanted to mention um, is about the recent school shooting that happened in my state of Florida. In case anyone hasn't heard, although I'm sure you all have, 17 people were shot and killed while many others were injured in a school shooting just about two hours south of me at high school. And this is getting out of hand. We don't send our kids to school to be put in harm's way. We send them to school to get an education and to have a social life, to gain independence. They shouldn't have to be having shooting drills at the schools. They shouldn't have to be scared to go to school. The gun issue here in America is a huge problem. What's interesting to me is that I'm sure you've seen it on the news. The students themselves went up to Tallahassee trying to create change. Um, And I think that that's great, but I think we all need to do something. We need to create a world where it's not possible for mentally ill people to get their hands on weapons of mass destruction and march into a school and kill innocent people and children. It's getting ridiculous. And one person can't make that change. It's going to have to be many of us. If your children are in public school, have you talked to them about what to do if there's an active shooter at their school? Have you asked them if the school has taught them a drill in case there's an emergency? Please make sure your child is prepared. I know that it's a hard conversation and we shouldn't have to have it, but sadly we do. God forbid your child is in a situation, you want to make sure that they know how to react during those first few moments because it could save their life. I know we've talked to our kids about it and I want you to do the same. My condolences to anyone involved in this tragedy. Lots of prayers your way for strength and healing. The other thing I wanted to mention today um, is that I accidentally erased one of my email inboxes. It's not the one I just mentioned to you, the melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. That's the email from the website, and that one is fine, and that's the one that most of you use. But I do have another one that I use, which is just blendedfamilypodcast at Gmail. 
I was trying to reorganize things and I clicked the rebuild button by mistake, which in turn erased my entire mailbox and I haven't found a way to recover them yet. So I'm letting you know this in case you've written to me and you haven't gotten a response, that might be why. So if that is you, please resend me your email. I honestly can't even remember what was in there at this point. I save a lot of things. It's really frustrating, and so I apologize if this affected you in any way. Uh, like I said, most of you write to me on the other address, but I just wanted to mention this in case. Hopefully I can figure it out. And if anyone listening knows what I need to do, please reach out to me and let me know. I'm not entirely computer savvy. All right, so let's get into the show today. I've got some good questions picked out for you. The first question comes from Anna, who's in our Facebook group. She says, thank you, Melissa, for the Absent Parent Podcast. That's the situation we're going through. My ex has been in and out of my six-year-old bio son's life, but my son still wants to see his dad. My son recently met with my significant other and his seven-year-old son, and he loves his son, but I think the shock of seeing my significant other with his own son hit him, and he rejected my significant other for some time after that. How should my significant other deal with my son when he's with his son too? And also, what's the best thing to say to my son about his missing dad? Thank you, Anna, for your question. Um, for the listeners, the recent show she's talking about is from last week, which was episode 162, where I covered having an absent bio parent. Anna, I think your son's reaction is quite normal. Seeing your significant other with his own son kind of opened up your son's eyes to the fact that his dad isn't there. It's one thing to know it, but when he actually saw the interaction between the two of them, naturally it made him aware that he's lacking that in his own life. I'd love to see your significant other maybe have a talk with your son if he'd be up for it. Maybe explain to him that he has always had his son, even during the times when he wasn't around, that he never treated him any differently then, and he won't now. That having his bio son doesn't make him love him any less. That he has plenty of love to go around. He can word it however he wants, but maybe a conversation would be helpful. But mostly, he's going to have to show that in his actions. So arrange outings with both of the boys, and your significant other will have to make sure during those times to include both of them and treat them exactly the same. After some time, your son should come around. This is an adjustment, and he's protecting himself from rejection, I think. He's too young to understand what's happening with his own dad, but that doesn't mean that he's not aware of the loss. And seeing the two of them together might have made your son feel insecure. He might be putting up a wall so that he doesn't get hurt. You might say, how can a six-year-old even understand that? He doesn't really, it's more of an unconscious thing. You also ask what to say to your son about his dad. And I always tell people, be honest, but also be age appropriate. So. A six-year-old doesn't really need to know his dad disappears to avoid paying child support or that he has other kids he spends more time with. A simple, I don't know where dad is or why he hasn't been around is accurate and age appropriate. But in order to not be blamed for the absence of him over the years, reach out if your son is asking you to. If you don't try to, your son might blame you for that later on. He might say, mom, why did you hold me back from seeing my dad? So you can have your son send a letter. You could call him. 
But at some point, the bio dad needs to become responsible for his own choice to abandon his son. You can't keep covering up for him for years to protect your son. If he doesn't want to be part of his life at all, he needs to let you know that so that you know how to move forward and help your son move forward. As your son gets older, you'll be able to share more information with him so that he understands better what's what's happening. It's also always good to remind him that not everyone has a mom and a dad in their life, that some kids have only one and that it's okay. Maybe find some books to read to him that have characters in the same position as he is, you know, with, with one parent. And last, I'm going to tell you to validate his feelings. If he expresses sadness that dad is gone, validate that instead of trying to change his viewpoint. Say, I understand that it's not fair. I understand that it makes you sad. I'm sorry that you're sad. I'm here if you want to talk about it. But keep your own emotions out of it so that you could be there for him. And I really hope that helps, Anna. The next question comes from Rachel, who's also in the Facebook group. And she says, a question of faith. I am a faithful person who believes in Jesus and attends church semi-regularly. I grew up in a very faithful home and always believed a shared faith was key to a successful marriage. Flash forward to today, that faithful marriage turned out to be less than faithful on many levels. Two years ago, I met a great man who checks every box and more, except the shared faith one. He's not against my faith, but it isn't shared. I've mostly come to terms with this. Lately, there's been more talk about the future. So my question is this, have you navigated a non-shared faith? What advice can you give? Am I crazy for thinking this will work? Okay, so I'm sure that everyone is going to have a different view on this, which is totally okay. Remember, I'm answering this from my own perspective, and I just happen to be a non-religious, highly spiritual person. So perhaps my answer would be different if I was very religious, but I really don't think so. Anyways, I personally do not see a problem with this at all. You say your husband isn't against your faith. That to me is why I don't think you have an issue. Of course, if he was against it, then we have a different thing to talk about. I think it's perfectly fine for couples to have different opinions and ideas of things. Think about it. We all have different ideas of how to raise our kids, how finances should be handled, and all kinds of things. Why should religion be any different? We all think independently. We were all raised differently, attended different schools, come from different families and backgrounds. Of course, we're all unique in what we think and believe. And I don't see this as a problem, just as long as the people can respect one another's choices. And it sounds like you're doing that in your relationship. You also say that everything else, he checks off every other box and more. So it's just this one little thing. There are... Lots of listeners in this community who come from very different backgrounds and nationalities and they make it work. To me, it's far more important to share other things like values and morals. Does your partner have similar views on how you should be raising the kids? Do you share common interests on other things? Religious differences alone to me should not be a reason to terminate a relationship unless it's one of many areas you differ. My answer would change if your partner was attempting to convert you out of your religion or if they completely disrespected your religion. Otherwise, no, diversity is great and healthy in relationships and even affords you a chance to learn from one another. So in answer to your question, 
No, you are not crazy for thinking it will work. It can and does every day for couples everywhere. So I hope that helps you, Rachel. I think you should keep at it. This next question came to my email from a stepdad named Bill. And he says, hi, Melissa. I listen to your podcast every week and I notice there are lots of stepmoms struggling. I don't think people realize that stepdads struggle too. I have two stepchildren, ages eight and 12, and no biological children of my own. I try really hard to be there for them and get involved in their lives. We've always had a great relationship. For the first three years of knowing them, their dad was not involved at all. He was careless and busy running around with other women. He finally decided to settle down and suddenly he wants to be a part of my stepkids' lives again. I'm okay with that, but now that he's back in the picture, the kids want nothing to do with me. It hurts a lot as I've been there when he wasn't. It's like nothing I do matters anymore. My wife says they're just excited and I get that, but how do I move forward? How do I get back to where we were? It doesn't seem fair. Okay, Bill, you're right. It's not fair. This happens a lot. Your stepkids are not old enough to really understand what happened, why their dad was gone for so long. So of course they're going to react this way with excitement that dad is back in the picture. They probably missed him and they're so afraid of him leaving again that they're gonna wanna latch on. This has nothing to do with you or anything that you did. Kids sometimes glorify the parent who's done wrong. Again, because they really don't know any better. All they know is that Dad was gone and now dad is back and they don't want to lose him again. And once you can realize, Bill, that this isn't about you, you'll feel better. You said that you always had a great relationship in the past. So that's how you know it's not about you. So why can't they have you both? They can, but they haven't figured that out yet. Dad's been gone for the first three years of your relationship with them. So they don't really know what it looks like to have both of you in their lives. They need some time to understand all of this. In the meantime, you shouldn't act any different. I know that's hard because you are having your feelings hurt, but try not to show them that. And you can also have a talk with them, both you and your wife. Explain to them that it's great that dad is back, but that you still love them and you're not going anywhere, that you still want to be part of their lives, but that you'll respect the relationship they have with their dad and then give it some time. Let the newness wear off a little bit and keep being a great stepdad all the while and they'll come back around. And hopefully bio dad is okay with you. If so, perhaps you could even set up a day where you and bio dad get together with the kids to do something fun. Maybe when the kids see you two interact together, they'll feel differently. They'll understand that it's okay. But most of all, Bill, do not take this personally. I know that's hard, but this hasn't anything to do with you. It's about them and bio dad and their fear of losing him again. So no worries. This should all calm down in time. And moving on to the last question, which came to my email from Sarah. Sarah says, Melissa, I am so frustrated with my ex-husband. He's a great friend to my kids, but he's hardly a good father meaning he does not discipline or properly take care of them. My boys, ages six and 10, go there every other weekend. They come home dirty most of the time and they eat nothing but junk food over there. 
They watch TV and play video games. It infuriates me. I've tried to talk to him, but he doesn't see the problem, nor does he care. What should I do? Okay, Sarah, I hear this all the time, and it's not just about dads either. It seems that many non-custodial parents act this way. When someone is the weekend parent, they hardly ever get to see the kids, and when they do, they don't want to spend the time doing any kind of discipline. They want to have fun. Sometimes it's because they feel guilty about missing out on time. Other times it's just because they want to enjoy the limited time that they have, or even they don't want the kids to get upset with them. You say you've already talked to him, which would have been my first suggestion, but it doesn't surprise me that it hasn't worked. Here's where you pick and choose your battles. If the kids are not being hurt, you might need to let certain things go. Some people think, well, if they aren't eating properly, that is hurting them, and I understand that. Look, we all have our reasons for wanting to do things the way we think they should be done as parents but not everyone is going to agree. And you can't control what goes on over there when you're not around and you can drive yourself insane trying to. Or you can start teaching the kids what's right and place the responsibility on them. They're getting old enough now to know what's right and what's wrong and they need to learn to make their own choices. So for example, food choices, you said that that's one of your issues. Teach them the proper choices at your home Tell them they can go ahead and eat what they want at dad's, but explain what happens when they fuel their body with junk food. They might feel tired, they might get a stomach ache. See, they need to learn some of these things on their own, and that takes the pressure and frustration off of you, and it teaches your kids to take on more responsibility for their own selves. I had to do the same thing with my kids. They would go and you know, go to grandma's or go to my ex-husband's and be able to you know, drink coffee and have sugar and do everything that I disagreed with. And I used to get very frustrated too. And then I realized, you know what? I'm just going to let them know. If you keep eating all that sugar and candy, you're the one that's going to have dentist appointment and have to get your teeth drilled out and you're not going to like it. And they had to learn that on their own. So I hope that that was helpful, Sarah. And you can apply that to really anything that goes on over there as long as, like I said, they're not actually being physically harmed. All right, everyone. Well, that is what I have for you today. I hope that those questions were helpful for you. And if you have a question for me to share on a future show, please send them to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you as always for listening in. And I will be back next week with another guest interview. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.